Joel, you sound great. We're rolling. What, what's tonight's show sponsored by? Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast. <laughs> Tonight we are sponsored by Millstream Old Time Root Beer from the Amana Colonies in Iowa. My mother-in-law brought me back some root beer, and this is really, really good root beer. It it sounds good. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome How are you, Steve? Podcast. You know what, man? I'm good. I, I just came in. I we literally I just came barreling down the scare, stairs because we had a a potential chicken situation. Um, well, I saw one of them was up on the porch. So I went out to say hi. And uh, that was Peggy and Peggy wanted to chat. So we we're talking. And I noticed like, where's the other one? Where's Bertha? And Bertha was just kind of underneath the coop, just kind of sitting there. And her tail was kind of droopy. And I'm like, that's weird. Cause normally Bertha's like, what? Gimme where? Yeah. And uh, she's all over it. And so uh, we couldn't like coax her out, which was kind of weird and yeah. somewhat disconcerting because that's what happened to um, Paprika this winter and she didn't make it. So mm-hmm. um, that raised, you know, the alarm bells. Um, so we kind of flushed her out and then we started feeding her some blueberries and that perked her right up. So I okay. hopefully, try- but like, don't ever Google medical symptoms, even for chickens, even for chickens. It's still a rabbit hole. It's, you don't want to go bad. down. I mean, if you're doing it for people if you do it long enough sooner or later you're going to come to tumors that's it yeah yep that's where all roads lead to tumors with the web md all roads lead to tumors and uh well dude i'm sorry to giggle but you like we had a chicken situation (laughs) we did it was legit man i mean i'm like kind of getting ready to put them away and come down and i'm like wait a minute something's wrong so you know alarm bells were going off and Mm. uh, but i think everything's fine so you know i think everybody if you're wondering i think bertha's fine but we'll keep you posted Here's to Bertha. Here's to Bertha. May she keep uh, coming around. May she keep coming around mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, we just fired this up. We don't have a guest tonight. The guest is each other. Yeah. Right. Tonight on the podcast. That is. Um, but I got, uh, a, I got a really nice note from a mutual friend of ours, Amy. Oh, nice. Last weekend. And she, yes. she's she started at the beginning. And she's like, Ooh. she just said, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, I should probably like, I'm not sure what we talked about then. I know it was kind of, um, there was a lot happening. A lot going on. There was a lot of six months ago. That's a lot happened since then. Yeah. Wow. I know. Can you believe we've been doing this uh, six months continuously? I, I, well, I can because I actually, um, you know, filled out this every summer faculty. Amy, thank you for the nice note. We love you. Yeah, it was um, great. Thanks for starting all the way back at the beginning. You get the I know, hardcore journey. It's been what a long, strange trip it's been. I'm Uh, kind of excited and terrified. (laughs) Yeah, right. You'll have to let us know. You'll have because I know you shoot straight. We've known each other a long time. And, uh, you know, feel free to please honest comments and criticism would be wonderful. Give us honest feedback. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I can't believe we've been doing it this long because every summer faculty at the university I teach at have to fill out professional activity summaries. And um, I was. Oh, excuse me. I was, I was, uh, listing like, you know, stuff I'd done scholarship wise or teaching wise and all this stuff. And, uh, I'm like, this podcast is, is, you know, a a really fun, you know, way to diversify my portfolio a little bit. And, uh, so I put it in there and I was just putting stats up and I'm like, man, like we have, we have in the, in the six months we've been doing it, we've had over 2,500 downloads. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was trying to count States and I had to, I had to, instead of, I had to count states that we weren't downloaded right. in, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and that's only about 10. Yeah. It's pretty uh, cool. Huh? Yeah. We have, we have consistent li- listenership in 
in Australia. I know in, it's wild. And Canada and India and um, California, which I, you know, think is kind of cool just because wild. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, some of those could be my people from when I lived there, but they could, they, you know, play, right. there could be people that aren't. So you know. for all you rando listeners out there, thank you. Yeah. If you're, that's, that's a great thing to bring up. If you're a random listener that we, that you don't, you've never met either of us, right. Send us an email yeah, or drop us a line for real. Yeah. I want to know Tell us who you are and where, where you are. Cause we'd love yeah. to hear it. It's wild that, you know, people that don't feel any obligation to listen right. to us scammer <laughs> actually just elect to do that. Right. You know? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> we want to know what's wrong with you we want to we want to reach out and make sure that you're okay right Uh, it's it's that whole you know groucho Marx thing. i wouldn't want to be a part of any club that it have somebody like me for a member thing you know exactly we love you we love you thank you yeah if you're if if you're a rando please email even if it's just like two lines to just say where you found found us and and what you dig about it like And, and for the you would do that at ttbb podcast at gmail.com yes please or find us on instagram at trying to be better podcast you know, maybe um, one of these days we could get our own domain oh man we should do it we should do that I, just for the my, hell of it. my venmo is joel dot joel dash <laughs> i'm damn it i fucked it up joel dash egger send me send me 10 bucks we'll get a website there you go because that can't be that expensive to no host. it's not actually we could probably we get we get we are both gainfully employed. We could do this. We're gainfully employed. <laughs> could probably swing the domain fee. Yeah, we should. But do seriously, it. we do need a new mixing board. If yeah, we get complaints gotta... about like the audio quality of this because it is kind of because we're doing it over Zoom. But we right. got big plans. Big plans. We have big plans, but we could we, use a new mixing board. So we get big touring plans. Big touring plans. But we really couldn't do that without the mixer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we need a little equipment. All right. Okay. Well, if anybody's, you know, wants to help us out. Sure. Mm. Ah, this root beer is intense. I'm just drinking LaCroix. It's pretty good. What do you got? Limoncello? What is that? It is the limoncello. Yeah. Oh, speaking of LaCroix. Oh boy. My wife, Kirsten, former guest on this podcast and returning champion, returning champion, amazing person. She won uh, like a, a, like, three cases of LaCroix from Instagram and they arrived in like this super sweet package. Like Wait, she won LaCroix from Instagram. Yeah. Something she commented on some giveaway they had and they sent her all these new flavors. It was actually so Instagram. Like, it wasn't like a vendor on Instagram. No, no, no. It was LaCroix on Instagram official. Oh, so it was LaCroix's Instagram page. Correct. Okay. That makes sense. Got it. Well, uh, yeah. Well, good for her and you Yeah, free, free LaCroix. Sure. Why not? Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Well, you guys are you guys are the people that turned me on to that stuff. Oh, we're responsible for that? You're responsible for that, for starting that whole thing, yeah. As far yeah, as dude. I know, for, yeah. for me, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I remember my parents had it. My dad had it here and there. I think he just really? kept it around for mixer. Wait, has, I thought LaCroix was a fairly new phenomenon. It's not. LaCroix's oh. been around a while. Oh, They didn't really no have all the trendy flavors until recently. What did but... they have? Just the one that <laughs> my daughter said the first time she tried it, she took a sip. She goes, this tastes like a rainy day. <laughs> Is that a good thing or not? No, it was not. She was like, this tastes like sad. Because <laughs> she was expecting like pop, you know? Oh, yeah. No, like, no, 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 it's not pop. 
Yeah, though fun. that's and that's the exact experience experience I had. Maybe it, I think it was Lacroix, but I maybe it was just you know could have been just you know seltzer water or whatever. But right, I just thought it was the most horrible thing you could ever drink, and now right. I right. So Lacroix, if you're out there, we'd love to uh, have you sponsor us as sure. well. Absolutely, because you know, Daddy needs a new mixing board. Daddy needs a new mixing board. Oh God. <laughs> So um, I'm all excited because uh, got tickets to go see Wilco today. Oh my god! I'm gonna well, Kirsten's checking the calendar. We may right. be crashing that party. Come on. Mm. Um, I've never seen Wilco. I haven't either. Wilco. Why did and- we not go see them at Pinewood Bowl? They were well, here like here's two years the, ago. What, well, here's, what the hell happened there? We're like, idiots. And yeah, they played a couple years ago. They played the Holland Center in Omaha. Yeah. Why do we not go to that? Because we're idiots. It was idiots. either the Holland Center or the Orpheum, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, one of the, I remember that. Yeah. I, I don't I, know why I didn't rapidly jump all over that. And Kirsten, today I was like asking her, I'm like, hey, you want to go to Wilco? And she's like, I'll check the calendar, but I thought you didn't want to, I thought you didn't like Wilco. I'm like, I li- what? Like, what? where did you get? She's like, well, you couldn't go to that one time. And I'm like, I know it's stupid, but it's probably work related. Like, right. Uh, you, I'm assuming that's why I didn't go, or either that, or if it was like the Holland Center, it was probably expensive. Right. Well, Yankee Whatever. Hotel Foxtrot, that album yeah, blew it's my mind. It's yeah, and AM is is super good too. But um a ghost I like some of the uh what was the band before Wilco? Uh Tupelo uh Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got an Uncle Tupelo cassette tape right behind me. Uh-huh. Anodyne. Yeah, I saw that I had no idea they existed. I was watching uh with my buddy Dylan. We were watching uh the simulcast of 1998's Farm Aid. Oh, wow. And they were kind of, I mean, they were, they were like the opening act, you mm-hmm. know, really mm-hmm. like a four piece band, maybe five piece, mm-hmm. but I fell in love with them during California stars. Oh yeah. I'm like, this is like yep. the best song. Yeah. Yep. And they've just, you know, that was 23 years ago and they just keep writing and just Tweedy. I mean, his songwriting is just, he's sometimes so- I almost can't listen to it because it's just too good. It's too right. emotional. And I just need to listen to big dumb rock for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> when I want to get, I don't know it, that the album, a ghost is born. was really, really, you know, I don't um, know that album, dude. I, that is some psychedelic. I mean, mm-hmm. to think about the, the trajectory from uncle Tupelo mm-hmm. to, to Wilco. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually got into the other band that split off from uncle Tupelo. I got into, um, Sun Volt in the nineties. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't really listen to Wilco in the nineties. I listened you were a to Sun Volt guy. I was a Sunvolt guy, not by any choice. I just really didn't get into. I just it wasn't in my orbit. Right. Wilco, or I'm sorry, Sunvolt's album Trace. I bought that album at, I don't know, a you know Carney CD store in whenever it came out mm-hmm. in the '90s, solely based on the album cover. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. It looks hmm. interesting. I, I didn't know what I well, was. Well, you're gonna have into. to put that on the playlist then, because I've never uh, heard it. Yeah. Yep. That. Yep. I will definitely put some Sunvolt on there. It is incredible. Okay. But, and so later on, when I was hanging out with hipper people that like knew a thing or two, they were turning me on to Wilco. And that was right at the time of y- Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And then um, A Ghost is Born. And A Ghost is Born, in my opinion, is like their, I don't know, okay computer or their, I mean, some people say Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is, but I would say A Ghost is Born is kind of their most psychedelic out there. And that's that shit. Blew well, my is mind. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot? Is that the first album with Nels Klein on guitar? I don't know. 
because he I, like when I, they my brought, limited when, understanding of their yeah, yeah, band well, members when, is Jeff like the Welco that I was introduced to was a pretty straightforward uh, musical outfit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then like, they brought a, their their first album, like AM, like is pretty down the middle kind of yeah. All country. Yeah. But then they brought in Nels Klein and the the everything just he his musical uh landscape whatever you want to say he's yeah, yeah yeah he's just an amazing musician guitar player guy and can play anything and I, he just kind of cracked jeff tweedy wide open nice yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's my like i i'm a wilco fan but i'm not a wilco scholar by any stretch you know right right Right. But I remember when they brought Nils Klein on, and that was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. this is going to get interesting." Yeah, and it has. It has. Yeah, "Handshake Drugs" is one of my favorite songs. Oh yeah, I'm trying to break your heart at the beginning of Yogi Yogi Hotel Foxtrot is this sort of dissonant, just mm. a psychedelic romp. I love it. Yeah, that's. I'm yeah, almost, I'm excited, man. I uh, should. That, that I'm, uh, I, I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't know what to expect with them live is is it going to be like a sit down polite applause kind of thing or is it going to are they going to is it going to be I a chance to gonna, boogie is i think it they're like, going to rock i i hope I they rock rock and roll because like that's i you know i i'm i'm ready to do to rock and roll you know yeah i think they're going to rock and roll don't i mean we, i i haven't i think i don't know what the the album after a ghost is born good lord i can't remember the name of it but i haven't really kept up with them <clears throat> i listened they made an album I don't know, a few years ago called Star Wars. That was, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. It's super good. It, okay, hold on. I gotta let the dog in. All right, let the dog in. But I, I really, really, really liked it. I didn't really stick with it though. I was, right. there was a lot going on. There's, you know, I think my brain only had so much room. Sure. But, um, I get that. I, I think I'll buy a ticket and take the ride. Hopefully, Kirsten can go too. And then I'll, I'll play catch up on their, on their, well, I just catalog. want you to know that this is like Holly and I's big date. And were we crashing your date? Well, you know, we, we we're, yeah, sweet. <laughs> exactly. Okay, fine. Sweet. You, you, you're not uh, well, coming back oh. to the. You're not coming back to the hotel with us. That's all I'm no, saying. No, no, please. No, we're not. We're not doing that. We're not ready for that yet. Um, <laughs> uh, but Slater Kenny is opening for that. Isn't for, that a trip? That's a trip. That's yeah. gonna rock. Well, here's the thing: if Slater Kenny's gonna open, yeah, Wilco better bring the heat right you know what i mean they couldn't you know they're gonna slow it down because they have well, here's songs. the thing is i'm a total noob when it comes to slater kenny i've heard the name for years and i and carrie brownstein i know from portlandia and her right fred armison all of that wow. you know I, I don't know her as a musician so i'm really looking forward to that they know how to fucking rock yeah okay well i kind of figured you know yeah, from, given they're great. from and all that and mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. you know they're all on the seattle grunge tip portland <laughs> portland, portland thank you yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I but just wanted to say, I just wanted to say on the grunge tip because swingers. Oh, right, 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 right. I just wanted to say that. Well, concerts though. That all oh, the kids they, are into these days. The Seattle. Well, we get so, I mean here, the fact that we're talking about, oh, I'm gonna go see that show. I mean, isn't that amazing? Last week we mentioned I mean, and since last week, the deluge of mm-hmm. concert dates. It's like and, a fire hose. It's been it's, it's been honestly too much for me. I mentioned this on a phone conversation with you earlier. It's been honestly too much for me to take in. Yeah. I'm like, <gasps> dead company too, fish. It's, you had too much too fast. I maybe I did have too much too fast, man. Because like, don't overplay festivals, J Rad. Yeah. Oh, good luck. All this oh, stuff, man. I want to see J Rad so bad. 
they're touring my friends oh, and my fish God. fish here's the thing so yeah, yeah, they're, might, they're sold out they're sold out but i i think there's got to be a way i can well, get a ticket a way that's what i'm saying i've I never wa- seen I, them i i would love to go see fish at harvey's in lake tahoe just because it'd be kind of coming full circle for me yeah dude yeah, i used dude. to work there you know right. i mean that would yeah. be they're doing like two nights there i saw i know they're very sold out and those will be a hot ticket because it's not a very big venue mm. it's like in the parking lot of harvey's they put up some bleachers <laughs> really <laughs> yeah uh-huh. it's kind of yeah if you look at the pictures of it, like oh yeah those are bleachers they're kind big like bleachers but it, almost uh more like uh kind of like a smaller version of that northerly island venue in uh, uh chicago yep, yep. Where it's like a pop-up amphitheater kind of deal all right yeah but anyway uh, yeah. and the dick's sporting goods thing and that's all sold out um but i i i just it's been too much to take in i mean pearl jam hasn't announced yet but i feel that's gonna happen i have a ticket that whenever they reschedule oh really it, it could be it could be you know the following year it could be the spring of next sure. year that would almost be nice actually i'd be all right with that just let things calm down for a minute and kind of yeah. settle and yeah let some venues I'm, open back up i don't care what's going on that day i'm i'm gonna be You're going show. yeah, yeah good that, good yeah. for you so it got me thinking because we had put this in our google doc of mm-hmm. potential topics yeah. a while ago Wait, yeah six months ago like now that all these concerts are kind of opening up and we're you know like a kid in a candy store again <laughs> true ready to drain our savings accounts right what's some of the most influential or most mem- memorable or i don't know top concert i was trying to make a list what are yeah. some of your top concerts and stories that are- well i mean how much time do we have <laughs> well we have until we're done i guess right? yeah um Maybe and and we've talked about our Grateful Dead experience. I mean, you have Grateful yeah. Dead shows that yeah we've already probably have haven't talked about, but well, that's very true. Each one of them has stories, some of which I can actually remember um, exactly. But I I mean, I listed some that we haven't even brought up, and maybe some that folks might be surprised that I'd been sure. To. Well, I think you know I was kind of thinking about that too, and like I I don't know, man. I mean, there's kind of snippets. I mean, a lot of it's kind of ancient history, but they were very formative. Yeah, you dude. Know? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, so here's something that you may not know or that will probably surprise you. Uh, I would say um, the overall, like, most, okay, so most, I mean, there's so many categories, like, right. like the one that I just had the most fun at that was like easiest and lightest and just like, yeah, go there. That was, let's, that was, I would, let's like, hear that. that. Was just so much fun, you know? Uh, I think recently, actually, that would be Paul Simon and Pinewood Bowl. Oh my God. Wasn't that was that- amazing. That was, that was like, he, he was able to kind of control that vibe, you know, I mean, his music doesn't hurt, but it's, it was Uh, my, when when he walked out on stage, I kind of forgot how just like diminutive he is. Yeah. And he's really old and his guitar was, you know, almost as big as he was. And he looked kind of like, he looked kind of like Gollum, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just cause he looked old. And I just, when he walked out on stage, I thought, how is this going to go? Yeah. And then he started playing and yeah. the band fired up and he was dancing. I was like, no, that's how it's going to go. It's Paul Simon. Yeah, dude. And he just that killed was, it all night long. He was, and it was witty such a nice night and, and it was, and it was, yeah. the vibe was great, man. The vibe was, was great. And the songs were awesome. And his band was amazing. And Pinewood bowl is such a nice venue. It really is. It really is. I um, mean, it gets better every year as they, you know, put money into it. It's yep. like somebody, somebody 
finally yeah in the city of lincoln hierarchy went you know i bet if we open up alcohol sales in city <laughs> parks we could probably get some money generated it was sweetums on the sitting city council it was, it was that moment <laughs> like you know we got this facility sitting out there doing really nothing but that one play a year um seems like yeah. maybe we could uh, bring in some of them rock concerts or something you know Maybe maybe people might come to it and maybe it might, might be you know make and, some money. And lo and behold, because once you're inside the venue, Pineapple Bowl is as nice a place as you can be. It's, it's not really- quite maybe as visually stunning as like uh, the right. Starlight Theater in Kansas City, right? Or Red which, Rocks. Well, right. Red Rocks is kind of its own thing, but right. I mean, um, yeah, it's the, it's a power spot. It's amazing. Um, but on the flip I side, it's, Pine- sim- it's similar to Starlight. I, I have a similar vibe there. It's you know, a similar it's Star- vibe. Starlight's Star- bigger. Starlight is bigger and it's more um, intricate, like the staging and the, oh, okay. the proscenium and all that yeah, is like yeah, really yeah. pretty. Whereas Pinewood, Pinewood Bowl is a big concrete slab with trees That's around true. it. That's true. But when the lights, when the stage lights come up and you're surrounded by all those beautiful pine trees, I mean, you might as well be in the mountains of Colorado. You can be anywhere. It's amazing. I love it. Yep. I love it there. We've we've seen a lot of shows there. Like another show that was significant that I saw at Pinewood was My Morning Jacket. They were amazing. They were amazing. I, that I, they they tore through the space time continuum like five times. Yeah, Jim James is a yep. wizard. I love that he, guy. He is the a velvet wizard. the 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 flying V and the velvet and the and velvet the cape. Yeah, the velvet cape <laughs> and the and the drummer and like that. That was one of the most amazing concerts. I yeah, and I'd been listening to a lot of my morning jacket, but I was kind of nervous that they weren't going to be able to kind of pull off that oh, studio. How, did, yeah, how'd that work out, dude? I, well, you, I think you tried to race out to you left early. Kirsten like had to work. I the next bailed day. after um the uh that frigging brutal meltdown that landed into this bizarro world cover of rocket man oh yeah 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 and 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 that was just beautiful and sad and weird and amazing and i'm like nothing's gonna top that and i gotta go you know i was fine i was drained and that was like it was amazing I, i was in a total trance kirsten had to leave early because she had to work early the next day or she had been up since like six or something. And so that was my I, deal. I had to, like, I couldn't get stuck in the parking lot. I had to get the hell out of there. I stayed and I was kind of by myself for the last few songs. I mean, the, yeah. the set was almost over and I was stayed for the, for the encore and I was blown away. I was a fan for life after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That, I got so much respect for them. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So yeah, you, know me, you know me, like now that, for those of you that don't know where we are, we're not exactly in a place where like you get lots of like my morning jacket playing Lincoln, Nebraska is a big friggin' deal. It's huge. It's, it's huge. Because normally yeah. we would have to drive at least to Kansas City, which is three hours or Denver, yeah. or Chicago, which is seven hours to see those shows. But since Pinewood has started booking big acts, yep, we haven't really had well, to do that. Two things have happened. One, Pinnacle <clears throat> Bank Arena. That's true. Yep. Yes. Like for those of you that don't know our fair community. The, if you would have told me that 10 years ago that Paul McCartney would play in Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah. I would have just laughed and walked away. Like, yeah, right. right whatever that yeah. happened yeah. because we built this friggin' arena right. and it was kind of like the way that thing went down. I wasn't a really big fan of same, but it's there. 
And and a lot you may not care that Fleetwood Mac has played here. You may not play care that the Eagles have played here. Frankly, I don't care that they've played here. But except for the fact that that has a ripple effect through um, the community. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so that I believe is partly what precipitated because they started looking like, holy crap, we can get those acts. And there's a lot of money in those. And there's a lot of money in that rock and roll. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and I thought, so that I believe is I mean, this is just my opinion, but yeah, the yeah. timeline jibes. Yep. Shortly after all these A-list acts start rolling through, you know, the $200 and $300 ticket acts, big yep. acts start rolling through Lincoln. All of a sudden, Pinewood Bowl is selling booze in the yep. city park. Yep. And so they're starting to book um, also A-list acts. Yeah. Well, we saw Bob Dylan there. We saw yep. Mumford and Sons. We've seen. Yep. I saw Ray LaMontagne there. And don't, you know. let's not forget them ween boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> They tore the roof off that place. Yeah, they almost did. Yeah, they almost did. Yeah, that was that. That was kind of a short concert by Ween standards, but yes. it was still well, pretty good. It, was it wasn't good. gonna. They can't do the four-hour no. Coke binge they used no, to. Do. You know what true. I mean? No. Uh, yeah, they they might actually be. They might have actually been cognizant of where they were <laughs> <laughs> for once. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, What's you know. It? Well. Uh, uh, I'm getting them confused. Oh, I'm a bad Ween fan. Uh oh. Gene. Gene or no Dean. Deaner. Which one's sober? Uh Gene. Gene, thank you. Yeah. God. Casey. Aaron I'm Freeman. Sorry. Yeah, Aaron a Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Freeman. I was trying not to go with the real name. Um, but whatever. Oh. Um oh, oops. I don't, I don't care. I'm just I was trying, I was trying to be a good Ween fan. I was trying to, you know, be cool and I failed as usual. <laughs> you know, but I got to see so that was a thing. Because I saw Ween kind of during their in 2000, mm-hmm. and they were very much not attempting to be sober no. or anything. No. I mean, it was right. that, but that was amazing. Yeah. That that Ween in Lawrence, Kansas, in November 2000 was to date the most brutal concert <laughs> experience that I've ever enjoyed. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, after yeah, two yeah. hours of that, all I wanted was a place to sit down in a glass of ice water. I just, it was, I, and they played for two more hours. Oh my God. And I could not, I mean, it was, I was just, I was devastated in yeah. the best possible way. I mean, it was yeah. four hours later and they're busting out Blarney stone. Oh my God. And tick. And, right. and like, I, I was just like, ah, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't know. There was a point there, but You're it was wrecked. a mean, uh, wrecked hundred percent wrecked. Yeah. And uh, by by them ween boys, I mean it was unbelievable. But the but the like, yeah, the Pinewood Bowl. It's not suitable for that kind of. It really, I mean, can, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's yeah, like at, a, the, at the Granada Theater in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and, and I I even noted that uh, uh, Mickey made a he like he he was almost like like the first few songs like we're here to take you on a trip. Like yeah, yeah, dude, we we know. Oh, I get we, it. You're, you're pandering to the locals. Yeah, who you think don't know what you're really about. Like right. I get it, dude. Just play the. F- yeah, you're you're asking me if I'm uh, you know about the dwarf inside. Like, dude, we get it. <laughs> we get it, man. Yeah, I mean, give me on the I, rocket ship. I'm, sh- I'm sure that there's probably, I, I would guesstimate half of that crowd had never seen ween before and was no. just there to go see the rock thing in town you know right yeah or they heard the one ween song that's you know like was on mtv 
or or Ocean Man that was on the oh, yeah. SpongeBob movie soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so a lot of good times at Pinewood. Yeah, kind of like amazingly so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually I saw the Allman Brothers there in 1995, which was this weird anomaly that year they had. Maybe it was 94 that Jackson Brown played. Then 95 they had Rusted Root and the Allman Brothers. Oh, wow! Yeah, it was great. That'd be great. That'd it was great. great, and it was it was well Warren Haynes and Dickie Betts Allman Brothers. Yeah, right. And they blew the roof off the dump. I mean, it was fantastic. It was kind of towards the end of my using, so I was in pretty hard shape. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I have a tape cassette of that around here somewhere, unless I gave it to Thurston. But uh, what's a what's this? I'm totally shifting gears hard on you. Sorry. What's it? What's a what's a surprise show that stuck with you? You mean one that I you mean one that I wasn't expecting to like enjoy or to get a lot. Yeah, let's go there. I was going to say either that or or one that you didn't think we would. Well, you kind of did that with Paul Simon. So what's one that? Well, no, I had high expectations for Paul Simon. I just didn't like they were so incredibly surpassed. And I didn't realize how much I was just going to literally delight in that evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's one that our listeners might be shocked that you love? Okay, so I talked about like the most fun one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen since 1990 round numbers, 100 plus Grateful Dead concerts and related. Right. I saw Jerry Garcia play in person 50 times between 1990 and 95. Right. That's a novel in and of itself. Yeah. So totally. excluding that, okay. the single most like, and Wheaton was brutal and awesome and weird, mm-hmm. but like the most, I'm going to use the phrase heavy fun mm-hmm. that I've ever had was I saw George Clinton and the P-Funk oh. All-Stars at the berkeley community theater in berkeley california on halloween of 1993 oh shit (laughs) and it was and you got on the spaceship the mothership landed and took us for a ride (laughs) and we got probed (laughs) for four hours yeah yes and we got flung around and we did and here's the thing about that is they opened with the band was huge yeah. And this rotating cast they didn't stop playing oh it yeah. just kept right. going but right. people would come in and coming out and george was the master of ceremonies with a full rainbow headdress and all that you know for sure oh yeah and the band comes out and they're kind of doing it's kind of like the throwback to like the james brown soul thing where like the band will come out and, and play yeah and then ladies and gentlemen here comes right. the you know james brown he comes out with the kid and he, they kind of do that only even more longer yeah. and more grandiose with george yeah. clinton at least yeah, they did yeah. that night and uh so they're kind of warming up and let's just say that um I don't know how to put this. Well, I'd ingested some psychedelics. Sure. And um so and we like me and my buddy Johnny, Johnny, um Johnny, Johnny Eagle, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Eagle, Johnny. Yep. Nice. Um we uh <laughs> we uh we had been listening to some P funk, so like we were down, you know. Right. We were down f- with the funk. Make so, my check to P funk. Yeah, yeah. And uh <laughs> And uh, so we were really excited to be there. And um, uh, and the band came out and it sounded good. Oh, it sounded good. The drummer is this older guy with this really simple drum kit. But his, I mean, it was like, it was like if John Bonham was playing funk. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, just the nice. drum, just the, his whole kit was shaking. Yeah. And then the more guitars and more horns and, and it just kept opening up and opening up. And then George came out and he started doing the, um, um, 
oh god one of the big songs the one like uh make my funk the p funk who wants to I get that to thing get and we were kind of yep. like yeah you know cool mm-hmm. we're here for the p funk we're down <laughs> with the p funk let's sure george is here we're here let's funk you know <laughs> but it was it wasn't we we're kind of like all right this yeah. sounds good this will be yeah. fine yeah this will be fine and then like three hours later we had i mean they came circling back around it was this it was like watching a 747 on fire that was also a spaceship that was land- going to come in and land on your childhood <laughs> and to this insane funk. I mean, we, we had been spinning and dancing, yeah. we were drenched in sweat, just drenched yeah. in sweat. And then George comes back around and this time he looks right ass is what mm. you want. Oh my God. We want the funk. funk. I mean, and we were just, just hair and sweat and sex and just not with each other, but you know, I mean, like, yeah, it, oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. was, in, there's, in fact, this dude, it was so funny. It was probably like an hour into it. And we were, by this time we were on the ship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and, yeah. uh, we were fully engaged and this dude, <laughs> this real slick dude comes in with these two slick chicks. Right. And yeah. they were obviously just coked up way the just the energy coming off them was just pure coke blow right right right? and he was like trying to look cool you know got my women here got my coked up or good you know and we're (laughs) like yo you are so completely clueless as to what's actually (laughs) happening here right now man yeah yeah vibing him so hard like dude get your aura out of here it's awful you know yeah and uh and he, so his response to that was get out this little tiny joint, this little, little pinner <laughs> joint. Little pinner. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and was like, yeah, we'll smoke your joint. Fuck you, hippie. <laughs> you know, they lasted about 20 minutes and they right. were gone. And yep. we were like, boom. Bye. <laughs> it was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't our kindest moment, but it, it did sure. not matter because their, their energy was just so. No, like, no, just, the vi- they were the, it was the wrong vibe, man. They were, there's a, there's a P funk, uh, character that I, whose name is escaping me now that would it was for the perf- whatever anyway they were like the just this massive buzz kill and just mm. ego trip like mm. mm-hmm. so anyway that was like to date yeah george clinton p-funk all-stars killed everything that night mm. it was amazing okay uh i don't have a coked up story like that but i have i want mine that <clears throat> that blew me away and put me on track to see this band, this artist like six more times. So <clears throat> Ben Harper and the innocent criminals, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Kansas city, uptown theater, 2000. Yeah. Um, so I had heard the song faded, you know, I had, I had thought it was, and I heard the song burn. One I don't down. know that song. Yeah. Faded. You should listen to it. it. It's okay. a great little blues riff. He plays oh. it on his lap weisenborn guitar or whatever it's you know and then he had burn one down which is kind of like you know that i don't know one we smoke pot too whatever sure and i'd kind of listen to it here and there with my friend jeremy and i was kind of into it but like yeah so we pile in the car with my girlfriend at the time and a and a couple of her roommate and maybe somebody else and we drive down to kansas city we have tickets i'm like okay and i think she's seen them before my girlfriend <clears throat> had seen them before and was really like you don't know what you're about to get into <laughs> and it and that was, I was, I mean, I was high, sure, but I was just transfixed at the mm-hmm. sounds coming out of his guitar. Oh, wow. It was, I, I felt I understand like, that. I was, I was blown. I felt like I was in the, it, it felt like maybe, 
you know, when people were went to go see Jimi Hendrix and he was making all these very strange sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had never heard a guitar like that before. And he would, you know, I'd heard some of his music, but you know, they're four minutes tops on the right. album. Yeah, he yeah. would play these jams for like 10, 12, 15 minutes. And it was like, it was, it was pure unadulterated energetic rock and roll blues being just psychedelically jammed into my face for Love three it. hours. Uh-huh. And then after he had pretty much, you know, tore our minds open for two and a half hours or whatever for the encore, he comes out and gets the entire uptown theater to be completely silent. Oh, and he mm-hmm. takes the microphone away from him mm-hmm. and the acoustics of that place are incredible. It's an old mm-hmm. opera house. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. And he sings like a king, I'll rise, with a completely acapella. Yeah. And fills the room with his voice mm-hmm. and then waves and leaves. And we're all just oh. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I mean, right. we were, I, I had never seen anything remotely like that. So mm-hmm. I went and saw that dude. Yeah. Five, six. I would go time. to that show. Dude, I saw him on the beach in Santa Barbara with Kirsten. I saw him oh, open up for Dave out. Matthews Band in. 2000 again with uh yeah in uh 2000 with uh uh yeah and for open up for dave matthews man i saw him i saw him randomly at uh harrah's or at uh stir cove a couple years ago i should have gone to that dude he is insanely good uh-huh yeah hmm. <laughs> yeah so there's that one ben harper yeah ben if you ever get a chance to see ben harper and the innocent criminals do it <clears throat> i uh okay so here's a subject sh- or a shift in Please. uh 1995 i went and saw fugazi at the state fairgrounds here yes and it was right after garcia had passed fairly recently mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny like i remember fugazi was amazing um yeah. they were incredible and uh um there was quite a few people there i mean it's mm-hmm. at least a thousand it was in like mm-hmm. the ag hall or something you know yeah right and it was exactly what I needed. I was mm. still, it was again, kind of towards the end of my using. And so I was kind of hurting, but they, uh, they lit me on fire. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. thrashed and danced with an abandon that it, what it reminded me of. And <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of eye rolling happening, here. what it reminded me of would have mm. been what it would like to have seen the grateful dead in like 67 or 68. Right. Right. Dual drums yeah. and just raw energy. Yeah yeah not this is pre you know mellow acoustic working man's dead this was like right. the, the beast the machine eating beast and so i yeah. really grind on that you know yeah and uh that was that was a seminal event for me like that was uh i <clears throat> needed that um um uh what do you call uh like a like a palate cleanser yeah and yeah just to, like it was a good reset yeah you know? yeah yeah, it's a good it's a good slap in the face. Yeah, it was exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> I I have I have I I made a little list just to try to keep my mind focused on things, and I have a Fugazi Fugazi show made my list, but it was, and I had to check the dates on this. Was it the student union? And yeah, it was at the student union, the ballroom, and the student uh-huh. union at UNL campus. I was there. Uh, April seventeenth, two thousand one, and why that date is? I went and looked up that specific date little joel was two days sober whoa my man <laughs> that was a lot 
it was a Tuesday and I, I hadn't had a drink since Saturday night. And that was to be my last oh, drink. Good Lord. And I went to you... a meeting, I went to two meetings, you know, or maybe uh -huh. three in that time. Wow. And this dude that I was, that was like, he was an entomology major at UNL was going and he's like, Hey, well, you need something to do. I mean, I'm going to go see Fugazi. And I'm like, Oh, uh, okay. And so right. like, and, uh, yeah, that was, it was very like, it was a lot. It was a lot for me, <laughs> it lot, but it yeah. was really, really good because I had, I kind of like heard them for the first time Yeah, because I had tried to like them. I had tried to like minor threat. I had tried to like some oh. punk rock and roll like yeah. that. Uh -huh. And it was more about how you looked and yeah, being yeah. cool than really getting. And I was like, so open and so raw. I bet they smacked you around a little bit. Well, you know who really smacked me around that stuck with me was the local band that opened for Fugazi, which is her flyaway manner. I and remember they, that. They set the tone. Yeah, they were pretty and, intense. Yeah, they were great. They were great. And I'd seen them a few more times after that. But uh, that show, I mean, I was. So was the, in my memory, there was a third band, too, that played before my fly, her flyaway manner. It could have be been. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because my, my deal with that night was I was. I had gone out with this girl a couple times and it was i mean it was like eh, this might not be working but here, this was right. the so she was not she was like a country girl you know what i'm saying oh, yeah yeah and she was like so just like i mean it wasn't that she was like like you know this isn't really my thing she was kind of judgmental mm -hmm. and i literally <clears throat> took her home in the middle of her flyaway manner and then came back I, and forgot. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't gonna work. I'm. I would like to enjoy this concert. Yeah. So if you're, I'm if you're getting you judgy now, now. Yeah. Just uh, wait. Like, yeah. You, you need to get out yet. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. This is this is not gonna work. Yeah. And I would like well, to enjoy my evening. And frankly, that's more important than. This. <laughs> did you did you take her home under the auspices that you were also not gonna go back? No, no. I told, I just told him like, I, you know, you are not enjoying this and I'm like, I don't want to be a, like, this is a, just not working. Yeah. So I'm okay. going to take you home. And she was like grateful, you know? Okay. She didn't yeah. care. She wanted to get, like, she didn't want to be there. I thought you were like maybe playing it like, oh yeah, this really sucks. Let's get out no, of here. No, no, no. I was 100% like I'm fully intent on like, I'm into this and I fully yeah. intend on enjoying it. You're fully intent on not enjoying it. No, neither of us want to deal with this. Why don't I just take you home? Yeah. And she went great. <laughs> yep, yep. Hmm. Uh, that that show reminds me of another. I mean, it was it was before I got sober, but it was at it was at a time, and this made I don't who cares. It was it was <laughs> I, Sunny Day Real Estate at Knickerbockers, and I think the year two thousand. So I was I was not they local. I don't know that name. No, they were oh. they're they're a, a pretty well known band. I would say they are like when my when my students talk about emo music or emo uh -huh. bands and uh -huh. they, they list bands that are not emo at all. I say, listen, you need to listen to sunny day real estate because in my opinion, they are, they are emo. They are the, the quintessential emo band and they've earned that title and everybody after that, after them are fakers. But well, who do you, who do your students think are emo that are not? Well, they emo? say things like green day and no, you know, not emo. Like, no, no, no. Okay. Or like, well, the kids, whatever they, you know, the folly of youth. Yeah. So I, I make them listen to like at the drive-in and yeah. Sunday day real estate. So Sunday day real estate, you know, their, their album diary was huge. And then they put out another one after that called, Oh God, oh, 
fuck rise something oh god rising tide that's what it was so it was on that tour and it was at and i had liked diary here and there but i was hanging out with this dude that was a real real into them so we went to knickerbockers to see them play and i had like this overwhelming like emotional just i don't know it was it was maybe what you had with fugazi at the state fairgrounds but mm -hmm. it was like i was like yeah i needed to just run into somebody you know what i mean (laughs) it was like and it was that show i mean right it was like uh when the the student is ready the teacher appears kind of that was exactly what i mean that that show really really blew me away and i and i will never forget that show because it was you know knickerbockers it was small and it was just like i I saw some great shows in knickerbockers yeah but i saw mostly like local bands like i yeah. saw you know they'd have like five bands on the fishbone at knickerbockers that's a different deal that yeah, was great so yeah yeah that was a pretty pretty intense surprise too i wasn't really prepared for the uh the heaviosity of that you know? <laughs> did it, it achieved heaviosity it did it did achieve heaviosity you know what's uh, up huh? go ahead well i was i i you know had an add moment i went to um because I was kind of thinking about that P funk thing as I do periodically. Um, brain just skipped a year, but um, you for for those of you, some of you, when I say the Greek theater in Berkeley, California, and go, "Yep," mm-hmm. and other people are gonna go, "Okay, mm-hmm. whatever." But the Greek mm-hmm. theater, especially for fans of you know certain bands, Deadheads, I'm looking in your general direction. The Greek theater in Berkeley, California, is a revered venue. Mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons a it's in berkeley uh which is i mean there's some history there and it's also just an, an amazing venue because the <clears throat> there isn't a bad seat in the house it's i don't know five thousand people maybe yeah. um it's this old um like greek st- like a greek style theater mm-hmm. and if if you're up high enough in the stands you see the entire bay area Ooh, uh nice. behind that yeah like yeah. San Francisco, and it's really yeah. just incredible. And I may be exaggerating a little bit, but the view is spectacular, right? And it's just, it's just a, it's just in this really um, unique and powerful in its own way place in mm-hmm. the country. You know, it's mm-hmm. very, uh, it's just one of those places. And uh, mm. I never, um, I, so you guys know, Joel, you especially know that one of my other true loves is the Talking Heads. Oh, and yeah. I grew up on them. I mean, starting in junior high for me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, remaining light and speaking in tongues and all of those records. And mm-hmm. um, so David Byrne played like a solo show at the Greek theater and I, we got tickets and we're very excited and uh, it was just him. Mm. And for, so, you know, like how stop making sense starts where just Byrne walks out with the boom box. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then they gradually kind of assemble the band behind it. It gets bigger as it goes on, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he and the ticket just said David Byrne, an evening with David right. Byrne. Right. So it's just there's like this velvet, you know, a big like a velvet curtain, this huge velvet curtain, yeah, and some lights and the PA and a microphone, you know, yeah. like yeah. So David Byrne comes out and he opened up with uh, nothing but flowers, I think, mm. just a solo, you know, mm-hmm. and he he did the boombox thing. You know, mm-hmm. just a little, so this little drum beat and yeah, and uh, and he did like heaven and yeah. I think psycho killer and um, all solo, yeah, just him, just him and a guitar. And after yeah. like six or seven songs of this, we're like, it's just it's just uh, David Byrne solo, and it was great, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then that velvet curtain 
dropped <laughs> and behind it was a full band oh horn my section God. drums and they went into mr jones from naked so oh my God. horn blast mr jones <laughs> and the lights and everything and it was yeah. just like <laughs> he really lo- he almost lulled you to sleep there almost you're like oh just okay, right, then that was just, and that was done intentionally totally it was yeah, done just, just totally long just- enough to have everybody go well i guess we're just i guess it's just david Byrne. yeah and then as soon as everybody had that shift yeah. he nails us oh that's so, so that was like just in terms of concert moments yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. that's like a big one yeah like that was the coolest theatrical thing because it just hit it, it just it just right in your face. Everything yep. just went to eleven right away. And yeah. how I mean that band had to have been because the, the Greek is kind of open. Mm-hmm. So that that mm-hmm. band had been back there for minimum ninety minutes. Right. We after house opened, yeah, they yeah. were like, "You guys got to just hang out back there. Yeah, you're just sitting we're there, gonna yeah. put you behind the curtain." Yep, mm-hmm. dude. Because <laughs> there was there was no adornments. Yeah, other than the curtain. Which was beautiful and, you know, kind of amazing in and of itself. But like, then it just fell. And people must have just lost their shit. I lost my shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was the coolest thing. And my buddy that I was with, uh, Brett, he, uh, we actually met at military school and we bonded Mm. over the talking heads. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like that was one of, oh, you like that? Oh, okay. Best friends, you know? So it was a big deal to be there for us, you know? And, uh, and, and it was was like, as amazing as it was, we kind of had this moment of like, of course he did that. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was was exactly classic, classic, classic burn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his theatricality and his, his ability to turn a, concert quote unquote uh-huh. into a theatrical event mm-hmm. you know i mean amazing amazing a danceable <laughs> theatric event right it, it makes me think too of like when you mentioned acts or artists that you've seen or have like grew up on and saw mm-hmm. later on um a big one for me was uh uh the Lemonheads played, did they did another tour? And I'm sure it was, I mean, it wasn't the original lineup. It was just like Evan Dando needed to kind of make some money. It was like maybe the right, 20th right. anniversary of, of his, their That's album. That's what it was. I remember that. Yeah. Of, it's a shame about Ray. And they played, mm-hmm. it's a shame about Ray in its entirety, but that right. record, that album was so huge for me when I was in junior high, it was like, oh. nobody else really listened to the, to the Lemonheads. Like, Everybody's listening to Pearl Jam. Nirvana. I love Pearl Jam still, but Nirvana and all the bands, but like nobody yeah, yeah. really got into the Lemonheads. Cause when I discovered when they were kind of popular on MTV, I, I bought that CD or bought that tape and played it over yeah, and I over that whole thing. And then I, then I realized that they had albums before that, you know, mm. and I started listening to those albums. And so I was a huge Lemonheads guy. And when they played that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And it was at the waiting room in Omaha. And I was like, I remember you when know, you went to that. Yeah. I was like, there's Evan Dando. Like I talked to him before. I mean, my 12 year old, 13 year old self was losing right. his mind. Right. And he, they, they played the album and it was incredible and very nostalgic and wonderful. And then they had some extra time. So they played some other songs sure. and he's like, I'm going to play one. I rarely play this one, you know, and he plays it. And, uh, uh, and it's funny. I can't even remember the name of it now, but he's like, He's like points to who any, anybody can tell what album that's from. And I was like, creator. And he looked me right in the eye and then, and then he played one more song. And then he, he like 
bent over, handed me the set list, handed me a pick, nice. gave me a handshake. I was like, I'm, you know, like, my, <laughs> yeah, my 13 year old self was like, you know, yeah, could die. Away. could die. So there was, I, it was like not a huge, it wasn't even that great. It was just that moment was yeah. so incredible. So very similar experience for you that I went along with was seeing Mike Doty at the waiting room oh. playing. What was that record? The soul uh, coughing record. <clears throat> Ruby Vroom. That was so great. It was I didn't great. know. I had seen Mike Doty's solo with you once before. Yeah. And, and frankly, that show, he was that show that we went to, he was only playing his stuff, which is, I love his original, yeah. his, his solo stuff is amazing. I love him right. as an artist, but when, but he was, he was kind of at that time, really anti playing anything. Soul yeah, coughing. I remember you talking about that. And it he was, was like, like, I'm going to do my thing because soul coughing is in the past. And I, that's not something we're going to Yeah, He would even say that. And he yeah. would get really ticked off for anybody like that was, I think in that show he was doing a question jar and you could put questions in it or, uh-huh. or, or recommend or, you know, request songs. And I put something in there and was a soul coughing reference. And he, I think he tore it up, you know what I mean? He, like, didn't, yeah, he wanted out. nothing to do with it, but yeah. I'm like, dude, we, we are here for your solo stuff, but could you play, you know, like, you no. Yeah. He was never, he never did it. Right. But then he kind of realized, Oh, I could probably make some money, make some money rearranging yeah. these songs that right. none of the other band members are going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I totally interrupted. Well, anyway, that, like that was like, I knew him by name and I'd seen him solo once and I enjoyed it. And so I wanted to go check out this Ruby Ruby room business. Yep. And that was awesome. Yes. That was yes. such a, uh, bizarrely joyful, funky. Yeah. Word music <clears throat> evening. Yeah. Um, his band was amazing. He appeared yep. to be genuinely having a good time kind of revisiting yeah. this stuff in a different yeah. way. Yep. And also introduced me to, I got to give a shout out to Madden class, his drummer that evening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Madden at the time was 19. She's from Dude. New York. Follow he, he, call, he kept calling her little, little pepper. Right? Yeah. Well, follow yeah. Madden class on Instagram. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She's what, yeah. like 24 now. Right. And she's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and she has this band called, or she's in a band called space junk is forever. <laughs> also amazing. Just weird instrumental, you know? So, um, so Mike Doty also has, so the guy that was <clears throat> playing the upright bass and the, and yeah, the, yeah. that guy and, was great. Scrap Andrew scrap Livingston. He's played with Mike a lot, but Mike and scrap, they started a little outfit over the pandemic times. Oh, called, really? Called ghost of room. Oh, wow. I didn't know it's that. really good. It's really I'll good. Check it out. Yeah, it's weird, but it's really good. That guy, the the multi instrumentalist guy, what's his name? Scrap. Uh, yeah, he his name is Andrew Livingston, but he's his known he's known as Scrap. Well, that that doesn't surprise me because he kind of looked like he might have some ongoing health issues. Yeah, he has a cane. He's got some. He's got some degenerative stuff in his leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he he laid it down. That's for sure, dude. Yeah, and that was such a great such a great show and he put the right band together for that mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was amazing and he's kind of he walking into it with no preconceptions of what it right. should sound like or anything right I had a great time is he chicago is not chicago is chicago is not chicago that was so amazing i had never heard <laughs> i'd i'd never heard anything like that yeah yeah it's like spoken. it felt it felt like new york to me yeah well that's i mean all that soul coughing stuff i mean yeah. he's that's all of him you know being a junkie in New York, really. Yeah. And he's got a book called the book of drugs about him get, kicking heroin. And it's, it's an incredible book. I'll I highly recommend it. Yeah. 
but he like, I mean, he's got, but he talks a lot about why he's got some old stuff with the guys from soul coughing because they, according to his version of things, they were really shitty to him and didn't really count him as, as a viable musician and just sort of said, Hey, you're the, you're the kind of hip hop writer guy, go out there and say the words, we're the real musicians. Don't ever think you're going to, you know, and he's reclaimed all of that music Mm -hmm. and rearranged it in better ways. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, he's stood the test of time. I think. Sure. Um, I'm going to tag him in the post for this and maybe he'll respond and want to be on our podcast. That Um, would be amazing. I would love, (laughs) I would love to talk to that guy. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that you dig that you dug that too, because it's always well, like, when I, like that, that was my, you know, cause there's a part of me that really just wants to listen to Bon Scott era ACDC and be good with it. Right. You know, rock and roll damnation all night long, man. That's right. all I really need ever. <laughs> like seriously, if I could just listen to power age for the rest of my life. I'd probably yeah. be okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I like also, I like, I like miles Davis. I mm-hmm. give me, you know, uh, train i love bebop jazz i love swing mm-hmm. i love you know mm-hmm. i'll listen to classical music but that was something that was completely different for me i'd yeah. never been exposed to that kind of vibe yeah. directly before it was something yeah. i saw on movie soundtracks right right you know yeah and just to be there and have it happen live i'm like this is awesome yeah and it's they they really i mean that was the cool thing about them playing that album in its entirety is that they did it like they played, they played it. And that's an album that's, it's so, I don't know, for me, frozen in time and mm-hmm. sort of um, singular for that time frame. Sure. But they were able to really achieve it and, and kind of make it new again. Well, I can't I, wait to share some Ruby Vroom out there. I would love to have a good live recording of that tour, like oh, a soundboard yeah. recording. I, oh, if he hasn't yeah. released that, he should because. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would love to listen to that again. I found some YouTube clips from the tour, not from the show we were at, but they were all, it was great. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Hmm. So I got to give a shout out to Dweezil Zappa. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I'll never forget. Well, I don't really remember, but my memory is that I was at home in uh, Northern Virginia in 1989, probably, um, you know, senior year of high school. And my friend Jeff that I work with called me up and said, you need to come over to my house right now. I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) And, uh, he was all excited because he wanted to play Joe's garage for me. Oh yeah. And that was my introduction to the world of Frank Zappa. Right. Right. And we spent the next two hours just giggling and snorting and thinking like, how did this, how does this exist? How did this get made? Right. Like how, Like, who said this was saying? okay? Who who gave well, the yeah, thumbs up I to mean, this? And 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 the and Frank was still alive then. And he if he was, he was like, I did, I did it, dude. I did all. I of said it. it was okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and so that kind of started. Um, I, I just I mean, there's I could talk a whole podcast or more about Frank Zappa, and yeah, you should watch. Everybody should watch the Frank Zappa documentary. Is what yeah. I'm told. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm I'm like halfway through it. I had to pause it the other day, and I need um, to finish it. But whole, I mean, I would love to go back in time and see him as a a nightly him and the mothers of invention oh as a, God. a nightly performance art piece in the in New York. Yeah, like they just did that every night, and yeah. I'm like, oh my what? God, yeah. yeah. And he Wild. found a way over the next 30 years to yeah. maintain his independence on mm-hmm. virtually every level mm-hmm. and to put together working bands that made enough money so they mm-hmm. could put together another working band and make an album mm-hmm. on his terms in his studio. 
mm-hmm. um, and he put out 60 friggin' albums. It's insane. You know, and uh, wild. Everything from the most avant-garde, dissonant, impossible to play by human beings music to 50s doo-wop stuff because he loved that too you know yeah, yeah. um uh and you know frank could be a little uh, misogynistic at times yeah he, that's always, what... he didn't always portray women in the best light and so he does take some hits for that sure but he he also never uh tried to pretend that he was anything other than he was right which there's a lot of people out there that can't say that on that that's level true. that's true so um unabashedly himself at all times mm-hmm. and uh so there's that um he, at least he wasn't a fucking charlatan <laughs> that's true that's very true you know what i'm not. saying yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. uh so uh his son dweezel who most people oh, dweezel and moon unit he and frank zap had the kids with weird names yeah right. that, that that he had children with unorthodox names that is sure. correct yes yeah um most people would associate Dweezil probably with something resembling Polly Shore type <laughs> antics. Yeah, he was like a VJ for a he while. He was a on VJ MTV. on MTV, yeah. and yeah. Um, but uh, Dweezil is quite an impressive, uh, well, man. And he spent. He decided a number of years ago, gosh, two thousand six, seven by now, mm-hmm. that he was going to. Um, I mean, he was a fine guitar player in his own right, but he. Mm-hmm. Um, would shedded frank's material yeah. and frank zappa was a, a very uh unique uh guitar player for yeah, sure composer and yeah. Com- oh yeah. Com- yeah he yeah. was a co- composer first and foremost yeah um and band leader and uh but he dweezel put together a band called zappa play zappa and he went out to go play his old man's music mm-hmm. as a tribute and yeah. as a way to make a living you know mm-hmm. but i mean he wasn't playing big stadiums you know um but i've seen dweezel a half a dozen times at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. over the last since then um yeah and, i got to uh, see him with you that one time and that that turned that turned was a that at the horseshoe yeah it was at the horseshoe yeah and that turned place. a corner for me with that music mm-hmm. it was like it was you know it, it's one thing to kind of hear it and and like you said giggle and and laugh about it but to right. hear it played and to have that even even the the zappa play zappa folks were you know very theatrical oh, and yeah, the, yeah in the characters because and they, they all love all that yeah, yeah, they you can clearly see that they love when it. Sheila Gonzalez puts the the balloons in her t shirt to do wet yeah. t shirt contest. I mean, come on, yeah, she's down, yeah, she's down. and she's been with them every time I've seen them, you know. Oh, wow, yeah, but that band is amazing, and the level of commitment to a catalog that is at best difficult mm-hmm. on every level, mm-hmm. um, and also very fun and humorous and moving and emotional mm-hmm. i remember you know our friend uh, matt up in omaha hello yep. matt hi matt i'm kissing you on your bald head right now nice. um uh i took matt to go see him at the at the theater in the jocelyn art museum oh yeah yeah and, uh, i've seen i saw bright eyes there different um, deal yeah but uh matt was like well what should i expect i'm like just don't just come you know and uh it was great and at the end of the night they closed with uh I think it was watermelon in Easter hay from Joe's garage with the, with the refrain of the, the mother yelling in the back. He used to be such a nice boy. Yeah. He used to cut the grass. He used to be such a nice boy. He used to cut the grass. And there's, there's just this atonal music ethereal happening. And that's, yeah. and Matt, Matt led the standing ovation. Oh, nice. 
Like he just stood up and started <laughs> clapping and soon, you know, and we yeah. all just stood up and started clapping because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, I just thought like, as far as like people that are not, it's not original music, although Dweezil's put out a couple of original albums mm-hmm. in terms of honoring a legacy in a way that is uh, current. It's not, yep. it's not like a, I mean, it is a, it's kind of a nostalgia thing because the music is in some cases 50 years old right but it's played today yeah, yeah it ain't yeah. the beach boys singing help me Rhonda." right you know it's a yeah. it's a very dynamic didn't thing. you go to like a, a master class guitar I did. class I got to meet with Diesel. him i yeah. paid 50 bucks yeah an That's... hour and a half before showtime he me and like 10 other guys um got to he left sound check brought his guitar and they had set up kind of in the in the mezzanine an mm-hmm. amp and a bunch of chairs and we just got to i mean ostensibly it was a guitar lesson Sure. Um, yeah. But really what it was, was uh, just a conversation with Weasel. Mm. And he was so incredibly gracious and cool and interested in us. Mm-hmm. Like he asked us each, like, why are you here? Like, yeah. what's your deal? Well, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, because like, yeah, I mean, he's playing his dad's music. Like what? Tell me what your connection is. Yeah, to yeah exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. um, and it was great. We hung out for an hour. And then and he showed us a couple things like his, mm-hmm. how I kind of people ask, do you have any questions? Like how I do the thing or whatever, mm-hmm. or how Frank mm-hmm. did the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he always calls his dad, Frank, which I think is kind of funny, but, um, yeah. uh, but then, and then later that it might've been the next day, like his wife emailed out this uh, zip file full of PDFs and charts and oh, cool. Yeah. It's really awesome. Um, well worth the 50 bucks, just that right. in and of itself, yeah. right. All kind of handwritten some, and just really awesome. But the, I mean, he signed, you know, in fact, I, I didn't really want to like bother him about signing my guitar, you know, right, and I was right. kind of putting it away and he walked up to me. He's like, Hey, did you like want me to sign your guitar? <laughs> and I was like, I would love it if you signed my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. I didn't, I didn't want to ask. I didn't. Yeah. Right. Cause it was just, I, I didn't want to ruin the moment, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Cause mm. I was just, I was content, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a mm. really awesome. That was a really awesome experience. Yeah, dude. I, it makes me think too, and I'm shifting gears a little bit. But you said, you know, nostalgic music, but played now. It makes me think of Joe Russo's Almost Dead and the show. <laughs> <that> we- <laughs> Everybody just needs to drop what they're doing this summer. Quit your job. Go see Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Yeah, if as you're many the, times even if as you can. As even if you don't really love Grateful Dead, doesn't matter. Grateful, doesn't matter really Never because mattered. it's like there's. There's a pretty it, universal theme among people like, well, I don't like the Grateful Dead is that they've never been to a Grateful Dead concert. Well, that was crazy because yeah. when we we went and saw them right after. I mean, I saw Pearl Jam and Lincoln with my we brother. We saw them was, like uh, I, I was. And then incredible. the next day. And then the next day, we're like, yeah, let's go to Colorado and see J-Rad two nights, one in Boulder and one in Denver. Denver. Yeah. And uh, that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. Was insane. I go it back was, and listen to that audio and I'm, I'm it's just amazing. blown away. It's amazing. Terrapin, it's amazing. It's amazing. They play the full thing. And um, that was not long after the uh, the ban on recreational cannabis was lifted in oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the great yeah. state yeah. of Colorado. Uh-huh. And you and I don't partake, but we no. might as well have. <laughs> oh my God. Meat patty sandwich, dude. We we were in a hot box of really kind. <laughs> yeah, the Ogden did. Theater in Denver is not that big, not that big, and it, it was, was packed pouty. full of people that were all. It's like you know you hear stories like man, I went and saw Tom Petty, and there was lots of people smoking marijuana. This was not that. This was not that. This, this was, was like 
cut this it was, with a knife. This was being at a VFW meeting in 1955. It's yeah, just yeah. like clouds yeah, of smoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It was yeah. just like, you know. <laughs> and we walked out I, of there and we're like, I oh. haven't been that <laughs> lit. <laughs> Maybe ever. I don't. I don't know because <laughs> the concert yeah. and the, all everything else that was going on. But sitting in that diner in downtown Denver at one o'clock in the morning, all we could think of was we needed food. And I knew <laughs> and there was a diner like two blocks yeah, away, yeah. and we walked in there. The like, stereotypical all night diner. Yep. And like, the waitress, that poor waitress, is just looking at us like, "Are you guys going to stop giggling long enough to order or not?" Because frankly, I got other tables. Well, the funniest thing on the menu was meat patty sandwich. Meat and patty we said sandwich. That I, 20 times and um and then we all got a meat patty sandwich and it was amazing it really was it was covered with mashed potatoes and gravy and Mm -hmm. bread and it was it's pretty awesome it was pretty awesome yeah but that's a whole like that i that's i think just a good enough story to tell real quick we've got to wrap it up but i mean the whole deal with that was joe russo he's a drummer and he plays Mm -hmm. uh he had a marco benevento and i'm saying his name wrong i can never No, you got it that's right um they had like this duo thing where Joe would play the drums and Marco would play keyboards and they mm-hmm. did like the, you know, hippie concert circuit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really cool music. And then, and they're both New York guys and Joe had this band in New York. Those two guys had a band called bustle in your hedgerow oh, yeah. and they play instrumental covers of Led Zeppelin songs, which were unbelievable. Yeah. Really cool. awesome. And yeah. uh, at this place called the Brooklyn bowl, which is kind of like the ranch bowl, mm-hmm. which Holly and I talked about uh, Holly talked about last week. Oh yeah. Um, but so then the ranch bowl had, and so that was uh, Scotty Metzger, Joe Roost on guitar, Dave Drywitz hey, from Ween, Drewitz on bass from Ween, uh, Joey Roost on drums, and Benevento on keyboards. And so then on Halloween, the uh, Brooklyn Bowl would do a, uh, like a fundraiser deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Joe had been playing drums with Phil Lush and Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead and further. So how did the, I, I maybe we don't have time for this, but I'm curious to know how that, how that happened, how he got into further. I don't know. Yeah. Man. Further was uh, this weird anomaly that kind of came out of nowhere. It's really like great. They, though. They, well, they really, Bob and Phil were just like, we want to go play the songs. Yeah. Let's go yeah. play the songs. Yeah. Not as the fucking dead or whatever dead. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, that whole machine, yeah. let's just go play. And they call up, you know, uh, John Kay from Dark Star Orchestra, who had been playing mm-hmm. Jerry Garcia for the last 20 years, yeah. you know, and grabbed Joe Russo on drums and hit the road. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Jeff Comenti on keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was amazing. So anyway, like, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of a stigma about the Grateful Dead, if you can imagine. Hmm. And so I think at the Brooklyn Bowl, they're putting talking about the doing this concert and they're trying to come up with like a costume. Like, what's yeah. what's the shtick going to be? And somebody yeah. said, and like kind of giving Joe Russo some shit, like, well, you're the Grateful Dead guy. Why don't yeah. you play Grateful Dead? And he went, okay. <laughs> and so we took Bustle in a Hedgerow and then added Tommy Hamilton on guitar oh, from American Babies, who's that insanely guy. good. That guy's insane. He's insane. And his band Ghostlight is insane. He, Ghost that guy Light, is insane. Huge shout out to Ghostlight. Oh my God. Yeah. But so anyway, I mean, the story behind that is they played that one show, like Halloween. They threw together the band, they learned some tunes, and it hit YouTube. And yeah, that's right. I remember you sent me a video. You were like, you got to see this. Yeah, we just like, like, because you were oh, already sending me Bustle and the Hedro stuff. Yeah, yeah. like, you got to see I've this. I've been following Joe Russo because of Further yeah. and Bustle. And yeah, uh, yeah. And everybody just went batshit crazy. It was like, why is this not on tour right now? Like, yeah. take if you, if you guys tour, we will come. Yeah. 
And so yeah. the shows that we went to in Denver and Boulder was that. Yeah. Was that like, you? oh, you're coming? We're going. I'll and it see was you in Boulder, hot. baby. It was ridiculous. It was, it was they're hot. still touring. If so, yeah, if you if you get a chance to see them. Go see so. Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Go see Ghost Light. Yeah, go see Ghost Light. We Ghost saw Light's them after ridiculous. the Dead & Company shows. Yep. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can see another show. And like two seconds into that venue, I was Lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. They were great. Yeah, they hmm. were great. Well, this is getting me really excited to go see concerts again, man. Really? I mean, I'm, I don't know. I kind of felt like that was just kind of let parts done. <laughs> what sucks is that all these tours, man, are like happening during. They're like, we're going to push it off to the fall. I'm like, that's when school starts. I want to go on tour. But, you know, I'll find some shows to see. You've got a show. I do. Exile on O Street's got a show. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the Exile on O Street. The uh, I was trying to think what I was doing. Um <laughs> You're in a band, aren't you? I am in a band. Uh, we Exile on Rose Street is Nebraska's premier Rolling Stones co- tribute band. Yeah, dude. And we're playing at the Keg in Lincoln, Nebraska, on July third. Nice. So come and get your yayas out. It's gonna be great. July third. So go see the fireworks and then go get your yayas out at the Keg. Fucking a. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly that was great. Fucking A, man. Fucking A, man. We're going to tear it up. It's going to be awesome. This band is legit fun. It's great. 40 song set list. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to make it to that because we've only practiced like three times. <laughs> but, oh. uh, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's it's only rock and roll, but I do like it. So if you play Tumbling Dice, I'll be satisfied. We will play Tumbling Dice. Okay. It'll be good. Okay. Yep. All right. You can even come up and sing background vocals. You got to roll me. Don't tempt me. I, I won't kick you off the stage. Oh, I would love that. I'll bring a sequin dress just in case. Oh God, that'd be great. Can you be <laughs> Tina Turner? I can. Oh, great. And I won't shave. It'll be great. <laughs> Even better. I'll have the hair though for it, man. Yeah. My hair is yeah. getting out of hand. Wow. I love well, See, the, the reason this was a slam dunk topic, Steve, is because I know that like you and I can just yammer and yammer on about concert stories there's so much more like we didn't even talk about fuck lasers at pearl jam wrigley in 2013 <laughs> we didn't even talk about fuck lasers you know what's funny is i told that story today when a you guy did? i work a guy i work with is like i mentioned chicago he's like hey do you know the town because he's he was thinking about taking his family there on vacation mm-hmm. and i'm like go so mm-hmm. i told him about wrigley and fuck lasers <laughs> Essentially, I will give you the Breeders Digest version, everybody, because we can't say fuck lasers and not follow it up with the story. So we're, we we oh my God. we pile in a car to go to see Pearl Jam at Wrigley Field in 2013. Yeah. Not the, not the not the one that they did in 2016 that made the you know Let's Play Two v- film, but this was the one that got rained out and there was all sorts of like lightning. Oh my God. And all it didn't we get were, rained out. It got rain delayed. It got rain delayed. Bjork got rained out. Fish got, got rained, rained out, out that yep. same night. But Pearl Jam stayed, stayed stayed true, and they so we we walked into the venue at like seven thirty eight o'clock. We didn't leave until like one thirty or two in the yeah, morning. Yeah, we didn't get back to the hotel until three. The hostel. So during the rain delay, what are you going to do at Wrigley Field besides drink old style? Uh, except for us, we just sat underneath the awning, which was great. I was like, that was when I was smart. I was firing up grits. I was just oh, yeah. sitting in, in Wrigley great. Field, just smoking a pack of cigarettes. Like it was great. It was great. It was like it was just it went it turned from like it went from concert to just party. Yeah, it turned into a party, and then, party. then the, the the old style I think was flowing a little too much because <sighs> people were walking up towards the upper deck. We were on the second or the main level, but underneath yeah, the underneath upper deck, the, underneath the deck, yeah. 
And uh, there's those those ramps that kind of wind up to the next level. And there was kind of there was some traffic there. And there was a man who Well, there was I noticed like there was a disturbance. There was a disturbance. There was was like there's something. What is going on? And I I hear people yelling. I hear like, what the hell? What the fuck? Yeah. Girl screaming and calling my brother. And I look over and there is (laughs) a drunk gentleman. And I really hope maybe we find this person, I would a, love a drunk gentleman who couldn't hold his urine and or so his decided, T-shirt, apparently, because all he had on was jean shorts, jean shorts, and decided to relieve himself on the concert goers below him. <laughs> now, it's funny to us, but if that had been me below him, oh, it would be bad. that would have been a ruined. My- Let's just say, for, well, get to the fuck lasers. OK, so. <laughs> People are yelling at him. They finally get security up to him. He's buttoned up by this point. They start dragging him down the ramp to kick him out of the venue. And he is, and this is not going to read well on a podcast, but he is. Okay. So everybody at home, everybody at home, do the double bird. Yeah. Raise both your middle fingers. Yeah. You got the double bird out. Flip it over. Like it's so the laser is facing to the ground. Yeah. Like a laser cannon. Yeah. And then start going. Because this guy, he was just like shooting and fuck lasers at everybody. Like, how dare you? How dare you? And fuck you. (laughs) And fuck you. And as he's getting dragged by the cops. (laughs) And to this day, whenever we tell that story, it's so funny. This is genuine laughter because it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Just drunk and just like. He, I think he really believed he was shooting <laughs> bolts of energy out of his middle finger. Fuck lasers. He was. I think he was. We're still talking about it eight years later. Oh, my God. It was the best thing ever. I hope that the, I hope that really he sobered was. up the next day and, and is in, in the drunk take and has to read the report. Yeah. And I like, if that you know, report does fuck lasers yeah and fuck laser uh gentleman was shooting fuck lasers on the way down from the wrigley uh <laughs> ramp uh, fuck all lasers. i know is it's better that the cops got him before the crowd did dude that's real he would have gotten torn to shreds and yeah dude that's why it's so f- i mean it's funny to us as observers because i was just over there sucking down a marlboro laughing <laughs> hilarious but <laughs> not uh, if i'd have been underneath that oh, urine boy. stream oh yeah so and and it, well the, and then like two and a half hours later the weather cleared Pearl Jam came came back on they dude it was an epic they, show that was such an epic thing because I mean fish folded Bjork folded and I, I think it's just because Eddie Vedder is such a huge Cubs fan and such a yep. Chicago fan in general because yeah. what it tastes get union like yeah. MTA employees yep to stay well, an a, extra two hours two and yep. a half hours because yep. we didn't get I mean. Nope. Everything got delayed two and a half hours. They had the mayor on their side. Yeah, they point. did. Yeah. You know, that like was they, that was an that was an amazing that in and of itself. I mean, after two hours, people were starting to get like, look, we got babysitters. Like, I right. got to work. Like, <laughs> what's happening here? Right. And and their road manager got on Twitter and said, everybody hang loose. Yeah. Just stay. Just yeah. stay. We got one more cell coming through. And as soon That's as that right. thing, we're pulling the covers off and we're doing the show. So we kept checking leave. the Twitter because they kept yep. saying, yeah, it's all going to be good. I mean, Ed came out once and was like, Hey, we're going to, there's one cell came through. We're going to hang. We're going to yep. hunker down. And it was and serious. Like the, yeah. those cells were no joke. No, it was it dangerous was... stuff. And I was, I was, I thought when they let people back in here, cause they had to clear the field. Yeah. When yeah. they let people back in, it's going to look like the end of a Stephen King novel. 
Like it is going to be ugly. People have been drinking for two hours. It's going to be this mad rush, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was, it was remarkably civil. Yep. And the yep. concert was amazing. I mean, and were, you have, and you have to give a shout out to like all those folks on the floor were all Pearl Jam 10 club fans. Those were the, those aren't just hardcore. like rich people. I mean, some of them probably maybe yeah. figured that out, but those, all of those tickets went to Pearl Jam fan club people. And they're all like, yeah, I mean, they're drunk, but right. they're like, yeah, okay. It's cool. Like right. that, that, it, it's it it has a similar vibe to you know dead fans and that they take sure. care of each other you know yeah, yeah. when when the going gets rough they take care of each yeah, other yeah 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 so i'm much i'm glad i was at that one and not at the one for let's play too even though that was awesome that whole night i mean i still we'll remember never ever forget that no i will never forget the way the floor of that dunkin donuts looked at three oh in the god. morning or whatever oh my god oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> we no. should just do a podcast on that trip because then never i'm in a place where i don't care about any of this oh my god <laughs> steve at the natural history museum well yeah we yeah. were so i got like three hours of sleep that night and the next day we're out running hi adam and colin and oh we're yeah out run, we're out running around millennium adam hence space president adam hence my president? brother colin yeah uh we need to get colin on here and adam yeah. um yeah. but uh we're out running around Millennium Park and I'm exhausted, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of hanging because I like that area. I'm going to butt in. You were, you had tons of energy. You were exhausted, but you had tons of energy because we were going to get a bunch of trash food. Yeah. Right. You and were we going to get that. Italian beef. Yeah. And a, and a, Vienna you know, beef. Yeah. Vienna so beef. We, we went to, we got Vienna beef. Yeah. And this little hole in the miles. Thing, and I ate 40 pounds of it. Yes. And then my digestive system took issue with that gave gave the fuck lasers my digestive system gave me the fuck lasers so we get there all four of us so i have to so the nearest bathroom is literally what the museum of natural history yeah yeah i literally paid like field museum field museum no because that's the one by soldier field whatever like we like i'm literally like race walking to the nearest place that might have a bathroom which is this museum and they're like it's 24 dollars to get in i'm like here's 25 keep the change <laughs> i'm gonna find the nearest bathroom i can and destroy it yeah and then i yep. come out and i'm like i'm feeling a little better but then like something we just went hit. the first thing we did we bought tickets to this documentary yeah, film, yeah, yeah. and we so we're watching that and like all the while Colin and Adam and I are looking at maps in the museum, like, Oh, there's there where the go. dinosaurs are. There's where yeah. this is that where, where the fossils are over here. Yeah. And uh, we get out of the thing. I mean, we're all a little tired. Yeah. We get to the big rotunda. We're like, okay, we're breaking up. Who's going to where? And Adam really wanted to go to the dinosaurs and all this uh-huh. stuff. And Steve just is like, well, I'm at a point where I don't give a fuck about any of this right now. So I'm going back to the hostel and just turns around and walks off. And we're like, bye steve (laughs) have fun we're like i i I think there was a part of me that like they're gonna try and get me to stay and i don't want to stay i want to go to sleep that's what i want to do i want to stop by the trader joe's by the mta stop yeah and get some fruit juice and drink it on while i'm on the train on the way to the hostel so i can go to sleep he had a whole plan and i did have a plan so we do the whole natural. And by the time we get back to the hospital, hostel, we're exhausted. Steve's yeah. had a juice box and a nap and we walk up to the Chicago getaway hostel and Steve is playing, you know, tangled up in blue on the stoop. Just like, Hey guys, what's going yeah, I'm on? Playing a, I'm playing a guitar. <laughs> yeah. I think we have that photo somewhere. I, ha- I had, I literally like right before you guys got there, I had three dude bros walk by and go real cool, man. Like <laughs> fucking loser. 
Like, fuck you, ass fuck face. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. It was a real, it was a real, it was a real Dylan-esque moment, actually. Yeah, I've, like, I, I was really just kind of like, really? Yeah, really? Like, that was, oh, what? Of course you said that. Fuck you. Yes, so what? Let right. there be songs, bitch. Right. And then we went and got pizza. No, yeah, we, we had did. pizza delivered. We did have, oh my God. And then yeah. we went to Intelligentsia in a record store. Wow. What a trip. It was amazing. Rock and roll, man. Well, everybody. Oh, and by the way, there. if you're ever in Chicago, stay at the Chicago Getaway Hostel. Definitely stay at the Chicago Getaway Hostel. It's super great and super a really great, great location. And mm-hmm. you can stay. It's not like a nasty hostel. I mean, no, you, there's like, there's like, there you are know, some communal rooms, communal rooms, which aren't yes. bad. And you can get private rooms too. Mm-hmm. They have, it's great. It's great. Um, get out there on the road, everybody. Make some yeah, memories. go see something. Go see some shows, even if it's just Exile on O Street on July third. At the we're K. gonna tear it up, man. It'll be a great time, dude. I might, I might sing backup. I'm definitely gonna do. I, I bet you. I, I wonder if my Jagger impression would rival Eric's. That's what I want to know. I don't think we're gonna have a. Ja- I, I was gonna say a, a Jagger off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think it? that'll happen. But you can do it you on know the what? Dance, you can do it on the dance floor. You we might jagger off, you know. <laughs> well, toot your hooter, everybody. Uh, toot. <laughs> I think we're yeah. out of time. <laughs> oh, and uh, that sounds mean. We're out of time. <laughs> toot your hooter, everybody. Go get go see a show. Go see a, go show. See a concert. Go go see a band support you've never local, seen before. Support local arts. Yeah, go. There's like comedy coming back. Yep. Go see. Go see some comedy at the zoo bar. Go see. Yeah. Go see some local stuff. Just get out there and celebrate the arts, man. I'm yeah. I'm excited. It's the summer of summer music. Hopefully, hopefully. All Love right, man. All. That was fun. Good to see you. See ya. Bye. What a crazy sound And though they never stopped rocking Till the moon went down Well, it sounds so sweet I had to take me a chance I rose out of my seat Although I had to dance I started moving my feet Lord, clapping my hands Though they kept on dancing Thank you.
We're going to take a 10-minute a equipment malfunction break, and we'll be back in just a minute. 